Good morning, everyone. It is March 28th of 2023. I am Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and this is Q&A number 137, made for my Facebook virtual coaching group. Uh, my coaching group has over 115 members in 25 states. 250 people have signed up in the last two and a half years. It's an awesome group. Some people join for a year at a time. I would say half of the members are annual members and half pay by the month. Some come and go based on their seasons for barrel racing or the um, when they need help. Uh, but it's been a really awesome group. I've been very excited to be a part of everyone's journey. So this week, I would like to welcome new member Stacy in Florida. I would also like to share a little story with you guys before we get started with the Q&A and the topic for today. The topic, by the way, is horse training part, I believe is part four now. And we're going to talk about um, the dry work and the drills that you should use for what issues that you have, whether it be um, on the pattern or away from the pattern. We're going to talk about dry work and drills part four. Next week will be part five actual drills you'll do on the barrel pattern or pull pattern to fix issues. But this week will be drills and dry work you do away from the barrels or the pulls. Um, let's see here. So my story I want to share with you is let your failures be your motivation I just want you to understand that all athletes, all athletes um, will have more failures in their career than successes getting to the top, but it's not what you remember about them. You remember their successes, especially the top elite pro athletes. And I don't care if it's rodeo, baseball, golf, basketball, football, uh, everybody's going to have failures. So you have to learn to use your failures to learn from them and move on to the next one. It's the same with life. If you have your own business or you're going to school or work, it's not going to all be easy. Like I had a really hard day yesterday, um, recovery from, from surgery. Um, the first week was really hard. Each week got easier. By the fourth week, I was feeling pretty awesome. But then with rehabilitation, with, um, recovery and physical therapy I'm starting to feel like I went backwards exhausted and pain again and it's just because you're trying to get strong again and I hit a wall you know I was tired I was hurting feeling like this is never going to end um, and there's days you feel like that but you get some rest and you wake up the next day and you start over again and you know that this is the journey that you're on and eventually it will lead to your success. So is it hard to keep that attitude all the time? Yes. Is it hard to stay happy and motivated 100% of the time? Absolutely. That's why we're going to talk about April's challenges. This week's really important. Um, the other thing I want to share while I'm on this topic though is how important um, habits are. Um, so if you ever watched the movie uh, Legend of Bagger Vance, it's a golf movie, and my son played golf, my husband played golf, so I watched it. It was a good movie. I'll watch any sport movie if it has a good storyline. Well, Legend of Bagger Vance is a golfing story, and there was a point where there was tons of crowds around these three golfers in the finals, and um, 
one of the golfers was just BSing with everybody and having a good time laughing and all that. And, um, and he went ahead and they called his name. He went and teed up his ball. And then as soon as he looked at the flag and got his stance and had his ball on the tee, he was able to block out the crowd, the noise, the conversations. And he just got a narrow in the zone vision of his golf swing and his ball going to the flag, going into the hole. And he got in that zone so quickly. And I was at a pro rodeo once in Lakeland. And I remember I always have a ritual I go through to get myself in the zone. But I remember the girl before me, I was waiting to make my run. And she was still sitting on the fence talking to all the cowboys and cowgirls. And the stock contractor called her name. She jumped literally off the panel, jumped on her horse, no rubber bands or nothing, went up to the alleyway and made a really nice run, I think placed in the rodeo. And I was like, wow. But she did that because if she got on her horse too soon, he got worked up. If she thought about it too long, she got worked up. But she's on autopilot. She's made enough runs on that horse and has enough muscle memory and teamwork built with him that she could just jump on and lay down a run without having to think about it or have to, you know, get quiet and get in her zone. Not saying one way is better than the other, but it's just something that you have to learn how to do. Um, You'll certainly got to also remember one more thing while I'm on this topic is about habits. Um, I compensated with my hip being in pain for two years, literally since 2019 all the way to 2023. So it's been a habit to limp and baby that leg. And I've done it for so long that now I have to be very aware when I'm doing physical therapy to not do everything on my right side, but to put pressure on that left side. And it's been hard because that side is weaker, especially after surgery. So um, what I'm saying to you there is if you have old habits, maybe you overrode a busy rider with your body and your hands, or maybe you had a bad habit of crossing your withers or getting in your horse's face. Those habits are going to need to be replaced through drills and slow work. You know, if you look at any coach in any sport, they don't just have their their players play competitions. They do a lot of drills. They break things down and they do a lot of habits. You know, like I mentioned last week, I think Karate Kid, wax on, wax off. So anyways, um, let's go ahead and talk about the personal best and the challenges before we get into the Q&A. Challenges for April are going to be pretty cool. Um, For your mindset, I want to do a check-in for your quarterly goals. We're at April, so that's the first quarter of the year is behind us. Can you believe it? It's April 1st this weekend. So I want you to look, I want you to go back for all of you that have been in the group. For those of you that didn't, you've got a, um, what should I do now that I've joined podcast and what's my first challenge podcast when you joined. I want you to go back and look at your goals. I want you to look at your schedule and see if you have been reaching it. Um, and if you haven't, I need you to write some things down on how you're planning to do that. So that is your April challenge as your skill. Okay, so mindset is we're going to check in and we're going to be disciplined. All right, because I can't keep you motivated 100% of the time. I can hardly keep myself motivated 100% of the time. When you have big goals and big dreams, it is a challenge. It's not easy. 
Easy is a simple life where you just sit in a rocking chair and watch your chickens peck the dirt and eat the horses graze in the pastures and your dogs, you know, play in the field. That's your easy, peaceful life. But for those of you with big ambitions to do well in the rodeo world or whatever, it's going to take discipline. And some days you're not going to be motivated. So that's why April's challenges are going to be important. So your mindset is to go back and look at your schedule and your goals that you set up in January and then figure out what you can do to keep working at those goals and at that schedule. That schedule could include, am I eating healthy? Am I eating lean proteins and uh, fruits and veggies? Am Am I feeding my horse the proper diet for them? Am I exercising for myself for strength? Am I... Uh, helping my horse stay fit enough? Am I doing the right uh, exercises during the week for my horse to succeed on the weekend? Am I doing all the care I can do for my horse with my vet, my farrier, my dentist, all of those things, chiropractor, all of that. Um, You know, really, really look at your schedule, look at your goals and January to April and see what you can do to improve it or, or if you're meeting it, if you're on track. So that is your um, mindset for April. Your skill for April is going to be take action daily. So that can be something new. You can um, make sure you ride your horse every day. Or if you're not riding your horse, make sure you work out. Um, Or you can send me a training video. Some of you only send me competition videos. Some of you don't send any videos. So remember, um, depending on the plan you have, first year members, it's one video a week. From second year on to current, it's two videos per week. You don't have to send me only your good runs. You can ask me to keep it private and send me a bad run or send me you training. (coughs) The reason I say that is because oftentimes people will send me a video of them doing one of my drills and they're not doing it correctly. Or they're doing a drill with the same bad habits that they use in competition and then wonder why the drills aren't helping. So if you're struggling, don't just send me videos of your highlight reel when you're doing well in competition. Send me a, send me a training video. It could be doing the D pattern or spirals or all lefts, all rights. It can be doing whatever. Let me see where your hands are. Let me see where you're looking, how your horse is shaping. Let me see what's going on. Um, so don't be afraid to send a training video. And if you want your stuff private, just say private. That's no problem. Um, So again, you're allowed to send up to two videos a week or eight per month. And that's because some people go to super shows twice a month. So they would send, you know, a different deal. They might send three videos every two weeks. And then some people may only send one video a week. Others send maybe two a week (coughs) because they have multiple horses, whatever. And again, if you go over that, it's $5 a video. Um, So the other thing I need from you guys... um, and keep that in mind is you know I keep the price down because I don't have the fancy websites that cost a hundred dollars a month mine costs a hundred a year I do have the expensive coach now app which is 350 a year so that's my biggest expense to keep this coaching group going um, but I don't spend money on Facebook advertising it's all word of mouth I don't um, you know I don't go nationwide with my Facebook ads or things like that so I save a lot of money and everything's on word of mouth so what I need from you guys is a tell a friend so I can keep it going and b um b to use 
the things that I make accessible for the group as a whole, meaning um, use the search box in the group, type in drills or first girl issues or mental game issues or whatever you're looking up, type it in the search box or magnifying glass. Go to the website for members only and look up everything there is organized by topic, cult starting, how to pattern your horse, and there's 150 or more YouTube videos. There's probably more now. And there's a one whole year of Q&As um, you should watch. All my live podcasts from the very first one. And you should watch those. There's a year's worth of challenges in there. Do those. Um, there's so much. There's thousands and thousands of dollars of value in this group. If you would get up in the morning, get your coffee and listen to a podcast or, or watch some videos and take notes, um, listen to some Q&As. <coughs> there is a 30-year education. I'm sharing what I've learned from 1,800 horses and riders over the last 30 years and um, with you. So it's there if you want to use it. Don't just do the Q&A. I mean, don't just do the video reviews or you're not getting my entire program. You're just getting a small part of it. So that's all I want to say on that. So again, April challenges for everybody. Skill, take action every day. So you'll meet your goals. Like that's the only way your dreams are going to come true. And I don't care if it's in life or in barrel racing. That's how you get somewhere. Take action daily. And it doesn't have to mean five hours a day. It can mean 30 minutes a day. But take action daily. And then mindset is check in with your goals and schedule from January and see if you're, you're meeting it or you need to work at it. The other thing I want to mention is how proud I am of the group. Um, we're at the end of the March and we have 25 personal bests plus several of them, several of you had two to four personal bests this month, which is awesome. So that's exciting. I'm really proud of all of you. Some of them were really big personal bests and others were small personal bests, but any personal best is one step closer to your goal and that's awesome. And if you had bad runs, that's okay too. You learn from them, you move on. That is, goes with what I started the conversation with. Um, let's see here. Is that all I wanted to mention on this? And then we'll go to Q&A. Let's see. Yep, I think that's enough of that. So I don't have very many questions um, this week. One was about old horses. Um, she's feeding them alfalfa compressed. He's 28 and he's starting to lose weight. And she's doing two bags a week of pro horse fuel. Whew, that's a lot of alfalfa and that's a lot of pro force fuel but first thing that concerns me is he's in a pasture with other horses and it's a compressed bale of hay at 28 their teeth are not very good anymore so first thing I would suggest doing is blood work see what you're dealing with because sometimes you can feed them all the best groceries in the world and they'll still lose weight because there's something going wrong on the inside internally you know they could have cancer they could have multiple things going issues so that's why the blood work would help um just you know look into what's going on with them maybe they're having issues with their organs or you know infections who knows you, you just start with your blood work get your vet out do have a really qualified dentist look at their teeth because most of their teeth could be expiring in the back now and they cannot chew feed or compressed hay any hay for that matter and you need to go on a senior diet of maybe soaking cubes or soaking hay pellets or hay cubes and adding fat you know you could add your feed to their soaked food 
Um, you could add a better vitamin mineral supplement with like chelated amino acids, anything that will support them. Um, again, they may need, you know, the protein and the high fat, maybe they need that, but they may need more fiber too. So, um, there are some hays out there for senior horses that don't have teeth. Uh, I forget, they're called chafe hay or something. There's some different kinds of hays out there. Again, you can soak your cubes. I would not keep them in a pasture situation. Um, you know, I would make sure you feed him by himself once or twice a day at least to get make sure he's getting his calories because A, he probably eats slower and B, he needs to have food that he can actually soup, you know, that he can actually eat with expired teeth. Um, those are my three suggestions for that horse. And then my next question was about my horse fell and strained their tendon or ligament. I think it was a tendon. And I have a big event. So I took my, um, it was a week before my big event, the vet vet found the strain so I took my baby so uh, my question is if you know if I did the right thing yes absolutely I'm proud of you that's riding with heart to if your horse fell in a barrel race and you had him checked by your vet congratulations to you because a lot of people would have just hoped and prayed the horse was okay and maybe did beamer or icing and and took him anyways and they could have very well made that strain into a tear or you know a, a career ending issue where you would have been off not six months or a year but forever so um so what you did was correct and taking the baby you know that's going to be another situation where you have to kind of read it when you get there um if the baby's handling the stalling you know you're you're talking like a five-year-old baby it's not baby baby a horse that has actually was started at three but got injured so then at four was just mainly trail ride and obstacles and then five pattern and so now just barely going on the pattern so yeah it's going to be a very expensive exhibition weekend so the time's not irrelevant what's relevant is um they're getting um exposure and exhibitions you're getting quality bonding time with them um they're you know having to stall around all the loud stuff and handle all of that so if they're handling it and you exhibition and they're okay in the exhibition then just let them pick their pace and when you go in to make your run and if they're five seconds out five seconds out all it is is a learning experience and the fact that they're just not boogering at the stands in this enclosed building and this is a big venue so as long as they're handling it all it's it's a good experience so yes absolutely i know from experience taking clients horses to covered arenas or indoor arenas the first time they're really skittish a lot of them others have different minds you know some nothing bothers them others everything scares them so you kind of have to read your colt if they're having a problem if she's you know uh, in this case it's a mare but if they're not handling it you back off if they are handling it you just you know be happy and 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 get your money worth that way of getting your baby some expensive but but quality exhibition and exposure so and more bonding time with you and making um lemonade out of lemons because you know that's really sad and we lift up your horse um for prayers and healing as well so that was a, a really good call and i'm proud of you for riding with heart by putting your horse first um, I do have a comment um, about someone asked me about videos and photos and you know and all of that um, and yes it's so so important to improve your training and your competition by studying your photos and your videos um, there's not a sport out there that doesn't review photos and videos because it's so important to critique the little details um, 
it's honestly more important. Like I videotaped my son's roping lessons, you know, because there's so much going on, his rope, his horse, his steer, him. And there's so many elements you have to study. Are you reading the cow ride? Is your horse responding to you? Is your rope in the right position? Are you releasing at the right time? Are you at the right place when you rate your steer or, or rope your steer? You know, um, there's just so many things. So in our event, we only have us, a horse, and three stationary objects. But um, So there's less going on, but there's still a lot going on. So yes, as much as you can look at your videos and photos, the better. Um, that's how you know where you need to be. And as we showed in this last month with the mirroring, um, how important it is for you and your horse to be on the same page. So I'm going to go into the drills now. <coughs> and you can find this information on your own by going to my TLC training notebook. Chapter 5 has TLC's drills to improve competition runs. Um, it's also to improve basics and all of that. Um, there's the first exercise is spirals, second is pole bending, third is D pattern, fourth is single barrel, fifth is the hind end turns. I believe there's nine or ten in here. And of course, I have a lot more, but if you just did all of these, you would have an awesome broke course. Number six is all lefts and rights, sevens is figure eights, eights is straight line double barrels. Um, and it tells you why you should be using all these. Exercise 9 is funnel barrels. And exercise 10 is how to have snappy turns. So um, you can go through the training notebook. There are also videos in the members only for each one of those. So you can read about it and then you can watch it as well. So in dry work, dry work means when you're out in the arena, no barrels or poles are set up or even out in the pasture. It's just you and your horse working on your foundation, your fundamentals, um, and getting back to basics. Um, one of the favorite things I like to do with horses is roll back. So, you know, I may be just going straight along the fence line and sit and say, whoa, and have them roll back and change directions. There's two kinds of rollbacks I might do, but I always, always want them to follow their nose because unlike a reining horse who you're going to spin with their face straight a barrel horse we are going to always want them to follow their nose around the barrel set their hind pivot foot and let their front feet come around reaching with their shoulders and pushing with their hips so when i do a roll back i always want a little bit of direct rein so that their eye or their nose is following my rein hand and then i'll have a slight neck rein now the thing that changes is if i want an elevated roll back or a flat roll back and that might depend on the horse. If I have a horse that's kind of hot and already, ele already elevated, I might ask that horse to tuck their head vertically, then give their nose laterally, and then roll back flat, where they're just crossing over their feet and their body is more level, hip to withers. But a horse that's maybe already um, loading their front end too much, maybe dropping into their turns too much, and um, feel like they're front heavy, I'm going to ask that horse to wool and step back like they're gonna back up a step and as soon as their hind end feels uh, planted and their front end feels elevated and light then I'm gonna ask for that direct rein neck rein and outside leg and and crossover but feel like the front ends lighter than the back so rollbacks can really help a barrel horse use their body better your power comes from your hindquarters 
And that's why rollbacks are really important. Um, in the beginning, if they're too hard to do a 180, do the hind end quarter turns that's in my notebook um, because then you only have to do a quarter turn, a 90 degree turn in, the, in a rectangle or a square. And that's a whole lot easier for a horse to start with. You can even start in a, just standing and ask them to move one foot away from one leg. So if I put my left leg by the front cinch, I want the uh, right front to move one step or the left front to move one step. So you can really just start that, sim that simple, just asking them to move away from leg pressure. Um, so just be, you know, go do those. Those are great. Number two is the big and small circle. Absolutely one of the most important things you will ever teach barrel horses, any horse for that matter. Um, when a horse comes into my barn, oftentimes they lack speed control. They're usually stiff as a board. So the first thing you're going to start with is face flexing. Um, that was my number eight, but it actually should be my number one. I'm actually kind of doing these from hard to easy, which I should be doing easy to hard. But I just wrote them as they came into my head. But face flexing is where I would absolutely start first. And that's at a standstill, left, right, and down. And then at a walk, trot and a lope, left, right, and down. And that could take up to 90 days or 90 rides to get it perfect at all those speeds. <coughs> the next thing I'm going to work on is straight line transitions. So you can write that one down. That transitions is extended walk, collected walk. But I have to have face flexing first. And then, I, and then I get them working off my seat. Then post trot, sit, jog. Extended canter, collected lope. Those are really important. Um, and like I said, uh, with the hind end turns, the quarter turns, you could do that as well before you go into the rollback. So, so you can do those as squares or um, rectangles. Again, all of these have videos in the members only website and also in the group. You can um, search them there. The next thing I might do is leg laterals. Hip in as I'm walking, um, shoulder out. I might do some two tracking, giant X's across the arena. I might weave the poles, but not have poles out there, but do invisible pole bending, you know, where you're just maybe weaving in and out of bushes or trees out on the trail or rocks or uh, whatever. If you're in the arena, just making invisible leg laterals about five feet each direction, you know, with nose one way and shoulder the other. Um, all those things are really important to get a horse really light and moving off of your leg. So when I'm doing leg laterals or two tracking my legs by the front cinch, when I'm doing hip in drills, my legs by the back cinch. So I would do that as well as side passing too. My leg's going to be more in the middle and I'm using more neck ring to go along with that. So those are things you could do. Pasture loops are great. Get them out of the arena and just do pasture loops. There's a video on that in the group as well on all the members only page. That's where I go give them a go cue for a ways and then I give them a rate cue for you know a couple strides and then I do a perfect circle. The circle size I base on if the, how safe the ground is. Probably wouldn't do less than a 10 foot circle out in the pasture because you don't want a horse to slip or anything. And you have to be careful, watch out for ant hills or gopher holes or anything like that. So um, the next one would be a D pattern with rollbacks and loose rein woe that has no barrel involved. You're just using the arena and making a giant D going straight along the fence line and sit and say woe, loose rein woe, roll back and then do a giant D. The other direction go down the fence line loose rein whoa roll back the other way this is a great drill to get your horse in tune to you 
<clears throat> figure eight, big and small, no barrels involved. Definitely a great one. Big and small circles, like I mentioned. So that's my dry work. Now onto my drills. As I mentioned, there's 10 in the book. I would look at those. The spirals is an awesome one to do. It's great for teaching. All of these things are going to teach young horses balance, um, how to, where to place their feet, um, you know, all the important things that they need to know. Um, a lot of them don't have speed control. A lot of them can't do a perfect circle. Uh, so spirals is great. Spirals is going to help that horse that's not got fluid turns, that doesn't collect and extend with any kind of cadence or rhythm. Um, so that would be important. It's good for the hot horse too. Um, and it's going to use the same muscles that you would use in competition. So it's a great tune-up drill. The D pattern is, you all know, is one of my favorites. And you can do that. The bigger, the better when you're starting. Set your cones 15, 20 feet away from the barrel and do a 60 or 80 foot big D into only like a 10 foot little D around the barrel. That's going to be awesome. It mimics a barrel run, everything you'd want in a barrel run. A go cue, a rate cue, a turn cue. <coughs> and your turn cue becomes a shaping cue. <coughs> Excuse me. This one will fix riders that want to look down their neck or be too handsy and teach you to ride more with body. It's going to fix horses that need to separate rate and turn. Or it's going to help horses that need to come in with a straight line for rate and ride their hindquarters around the barrel. So it's just a really great drill. All lefts and all rights, you can do with three or four barrels. You can do on the pattern or with four barrels set up. I don't like a really small four barrel pattern because it's a little too hard for riders and horses. It's a pretty advanced drill when you do it that way. Um, as long as you don't rush it, as long as your horses have good form, but start with bigger if you're learning it and don't let your horses over flex their head or drop their shoulders or swing their butts. A bigger, always do a bigger pattern before a smaller pattern. Smaller is going to be for more advanced. So keep that in mind. And you want to do things slow and correct, not fast and sloppy. So only go at a speed you can do it correctly. But those are going to help with anticipation, perfect circles, uh, having flexion and fluidity around the barrels and staying four-wheel drive. Um, figure eight with barrels now, big and small, is awesome to do. Pole bending is awesome to do because it changes up the horses. You focus on using your eyes, your hips, and your legs and softer hands. Um, it's a great change up for horses. It teaches collection, laterals, um, you know, rate. It's just really good for fancy footwork. Uh, funnel barrels is awesome. You can do them as all lefts, all rights, or figure eights. But you do three different sizes, maybe 60 feet, 80 feet, and 100 feet. And that keeps the horse focused on you, not the barrel, and changing up the timing because of the different size patterns. The windmill is not in the book, but one of my favorites that I um, do is one barrel in the middle, and you go out and you do four little windmills. That one keeps the horse to stand up but soften in the, the turns, um, but still using their front and back in and stay balanced. Um, it teaches them to stand up and be supple. Rock and roll barrels is one I love for horses that are really smart and get bored quick or anticipate barrels. And that's where you have a whole lot of stuff set up in the arena. Horse never knows where you're gonna go, but you're gonna always rate and turn an object on your cues and good form. There's videos for that as well. And then, as I mentioned before, um, well, that's pretty much all of them. 
but go through the book um, there's more there's a lot more but for this for this day for now um, that's a really good start if you could master all of those drills you would be so impressed with your barrel pattern I know sometimes y'all get frustrated if I have a young horse I'm gonna spend more time on the barrel pattern because they need consistency and repetition. It's not rocket science, but they need to know this is where you go. This is how you should feel every single time at a walk, trot, lope, run. <clears throat> but if I have an open horse or a horse that's smart and needs a change, this is when I'm going to do dry work and drills. Um, I'm also going to do dry work and drills before I ever teach a horse a barrel pattern to make sure I have a solid foundation. So for those of you that are having bad habits or you know all of that and you feel like you need to run the pattern over and over you don't I promise you if you spend two weeks doing my drills the teamwork that you will build with your horse the bad habits that you have in your riding will improve um, there's so much to benefit from getting off the pattern when you have issues like overriding or bad old old habits that need to be gone in your rider cues whatever and it's good for your horses um, to change things up. Go on a relaxing trail ride. Um, do something different in the arena. Do some quiet riding. It's all really good for them. So I'm going to finish and wrap up here. I hope you all enjoy the group. I certainly love uh, being a part of your journey. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you to the members who do give me shout outs on Facebook or tell a friend. Um, I value you very much. Thank you for that. And I also want to lift up, I would like to do a prayer today as we close. There are several members in the group that have been asking for prayers. One specifically, her horse is going in for veterinarian evaluation. Lord, we pray that um, the vets would find answers of what's wrong with the horse and have a good treatment plan. We pray for peace and calmness for her owner that um, she would give it to you and, and trust that in, in time things will work out. And Lord, just lifting up any and all members that have a, a prayer that they need answered, um, you know, requested or, or not at requested. Lord, I just lift everybody up and that you would be with them through the good times and through the bad times that they always feel your presence. And Lord, we pray that we pray for world peace. We pray for this world that we take care of this planet. Um, this is our home. It's such an amazing place, Lord. <laughs> Everything is amazing. Just the way the body heals itself after an injury or surgery. It's just sometimes when you think of all of that, it's just truly amazing to not see your hand in everything. And Lord, we just thank you for, for all of that, for being a part of the small things in our life and the big things in our life. And Lord, we, we just think that we can come to you and and give it over to you, Lord, and have peace that things will work out as they should. And if we do the work um, and have the faith that you're there with us, that things will will work out. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this group. And Lord, I lift them up to you today that you would hear their prayers and, and be there for them. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you all for tuning in. As always, ride with heart and God bless. <laughs>